Hi and welcome to the Online and Digital Weekly, a podcast produced by the online marketing and communication agency, Zuma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I got the chance to talk about email marketing with my colleagues Anders and Stellan. We discuss personal experiences with email marketing, if email marketing is an effective marketing tactic, and how companies can be better at email marketing. Enjoy. So, Anders, first of all, do you have any personal experience where email marketing drove you to become a customer for a company? I would say, especially in uh, buying more from customers, I have a lot of uh, examples, a lot of good examples of customers who sell more through email marketing. I have very few examples when someone unknown through an email, especially without my permission, can convert me through email. So, so how, does, um, how does that process look when you, when you are motivated to buy more from a, from a company? Is it that you get information about features you didn't know and offerings you didn't know before? Or? Either they come up with a relevant suggestion and uh, for the good ones based on my purchase behavior or my habits. But I, but I actually have an example from last night, which, which I think is brilliant. We have, as I hope most people have, security company at home, uh, alarm company. And a while ago, they asked me if I prefer to get alerts through email or through SMS. I hope they asked me that because I never opened the emails. And last night when I was reading for my son, an SMS came. Very few people send SMSs to me generally. And the SMS said that within eight days, your camera in the living room will run out of batteries. If you click on this link, you can order them. I clicked on the link to order them. And then I got yet another question. Do you want assistance with doing the installation or the change? Yes or no? Based on that I have been changing the batteries in the cameras before, the answer was no. And then I got a confirmation through SMS saying, you will get the batteries this day. And on my phone, it it plinged and I had the receipt on my email. An excellent example of something that I needed and that came the way that I preferred to get it. So, so a combination of uh, SMS and email there? In this case, yes. But they actively asked me a while ago if I want the alerts through email or through SMS. Mm. Interesting. And Stellan, do you have any personal experience uh, from successfully... Email much, yeah, much like Anders was saying, to become a, a uh, repeat buyer, absolutely. But to become a first-time buyer, uh, not so much. I've more taking a, taken a sort of professional interest in, in observing when people have tried to do that on me. Uh, so meaning basically observing lead nurturing. It's, it's quite interesting when you're working with it. Uh, and I have to say, I have come uh, across a couple of examples that have that's been really good, 
but that's mostly not fast moving consumer goods as i was uh, probably guessing anders was referring to uh, but rather uh, sort of capital intensive things where you have a longer time to make a decision mm. so it's like a three to six months de- decision uh, to buy a new uh, greenhouse or something like that so um, so then then i think lean nurturing is a very effective tool uh, but when it comes to uh, converting you to to buy a new shirt or a pair of jeans or something uh, that rarely happens sort of in, on an email outreach first time then you probably bought uh, a pair of jeans from from this particular company before uh, mm. and we're happy with them and then they promote an offering or something like that and then then you become a repeat buyer okay so yeah. that that would be my take on it anders do you have anything to add there at, at the same time it's very interesting uh, when you asked me i i realized that from unknown no but from known yes a reflection is it must be a very very lucrative market to send spam to people and ask them to buy things because obviously still many do like that i would never ever from an unknown email address open the email and think hmm this sounds credible this sounds really interesting let's buy it but obviously either they are throwing away their money on on these types of emails or obviously people click on them and purchase that's a reflection so i'm not like everyone else then or they are just stupid <laughs> oh that brings us to the second thing i knew you want you know you want to talk about alexander but like is email marketing an effective tool still and i i think that it very much is and all the uh, surveys that are done indicate that it still is and all the data that we see indicate that it still is so uh, so for sure um you have to think about how you do it, the tactics around email. Uh, but to say that uh, email is not effective anymore or email is dead, um, I think that's mostly talk of people who want to sell other types of um, advertising channels to you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but, but connecting to what you said before, does it matter what product you sell, how effective uh, email marketing is? Mm, not really, uh, not from the data that we that we see, not from what I've read and not from what I've experienced. Mm. I just think it's very much down to how you do it. Yeah. Um, and um, so personally, one one uh, company that did this uh, really well was uh, was a pool supplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was researching pools and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically, had a, a five, six-step uh, lead nurturing path, um, going through you know things you probably were thinking about uh, from a you know what you have to consider when you build, but also what type of pool you should have, and you know how does it work during the winter, and all of these kind of things, which, which were sort of building up a sort of high level of credibility that these people knew what they were talking about, um, and I think so. That's just like one example of how you can do it when you have a much longer sales cycle. And then for, for uh, as I said, fast-moving consumer goods, it's more campaign-based in most uh, cases, uh, but that works really, really well as well. 
uh, we can see that on all numbers, everything online is going up, yeah. <laughs> uh, including email sent. Mm. Um, and um, I think it just, as Anders was saying, you know, if it didn't work, people would stop. But do you think, what do you think, uh, like, Anders' uh, experience from, uh, from um, the company combining SMS and email, will we see, and uh, will that, is that an effective uh, approach? Of course, and it very much depends on where you live in the world as well. So Anders is the first one to say that, well, if you try to do business in certain countries in Asia, for example, email marketing is not a very effective tool and you need to be on social platforms. So I, I think it's for us in Scandinavia, a combination of email and SMS. I certainly uh, prefer to get certain alerts on SMS as, mm. uh, as well as Anders was mentioning, especially things that are instant uh, and things you like actions you need to take immediately. It's much mm. better to get an, get an alert or a push notification through an app than to get an email. And p- perhaps a reflection on this is I, I always go back to the word relevance. And, and um, if, if email marketing, if the question is, is email marketing effective? Yes, when it's relevant and asked for, mm. again, asked for. And, and I would say, if, if anyone listens to this and they work at a company, I, I would advise them or inspire them to think through when it comes to our customer relations, when do we give them the possibility to choose how and when? I mean, it's, sadly, it's unique that someone tells me, do you want the alert through SMS or email? Hopefully, I have no idea. I don't know the inside of that company. It's not a coincidence, hopefully but perhaps it's just someone who found a new functionality or something, but I have no idea. But hopefully it's based on data. I never opened their alerts. Mm. So hopefully it's based on it, but I don't care. Was a relevant suggestion. Mm. I went for the SMS and now they sold something and my alarm functions. (laughs) (laughs) So you've both been uh, working in in the field for a long time. Uh, Stella, what has changed during the years in the field of email marketing? I think it certainly has become more data-driven that uh, companies that work with this the most the most dedicated way. Uh, they don't do anything with email marketing that's not based on uh, analyzing data and continuously work to improve things like the unsubscription rate, uh, the open rate, the click-through rates, uh, how to sort of combine the best email at the best uh, point in time, um, segmenting how the emails are distributed and to whom and when and so on. So um, sort of the, the mass blasting uh, days, I think, are, are sort of gradually moving away, much like uh, you know, sending a, a television show to you know, the whole country at the same time through one channel has gone away uh, and you pick and choose uh, what you want to see um, today. The, it's the same with, uh, with email marketing. You have to become much more uh, aware about relevance, as, as Anders was saying. Otherwise, um, people will just mark you as spam and you're gone. And I agree with Stellan. And at the same time, I'm smiling and thinking irrelevance and content from the inside is still way too present when it comes to 
email marketing. Um, Absolutely. I was simply so, referring so yes. to the ones who do this really well. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it's a small group. Could, could I provoke you if, if, if I say, Stellan, give me a figure in percent, how many we are talking about? I know it's a ridiculously <laughs> general question, but how many percent are we talking about that do email marketing data-driven? What do you think? I think it's it's is mostly pr uh, prevalent uh, in B two C, and uh, it's really strange because I think, as you're pointing out, from time to time, B two B have many fewer contacts, and therefore it should be much easier to do personalization and segmentation and everything. But for some reason, it's in B two C, and in B two C in particular, it's mostly e commerce companies because that's their main sort of channel historically of having a relationship with the customers, the website and emails, at least in, in uh, the Western hemisphere. And, um, and, and uh, if you're a retail uh, company, uh, not so much, then you're, you're, you're as old school as many companies in B2B. I agree. So Stellan, what are your advice for companies to gain desired results with email marketing campaigns? Um, it's like anything you want to be really good at, you have to practice. It's not a rabbit that you can pull out of a hat and then all of a sudden you're great at this. Unfortunately, for many companies, that means if you, if you want to do more of, of that, you have to do less of something else. And um, many people simply don't make that choice. They just throw, throw it out there to someone in the organization and say, uh, could you just make sure that our email marketing improves? And then that's the 81st thing on that person's to-do list. So, um, so everything is about con uh, conscience and um, making a, a choice. And Anders? Set the purpose, uh, segment firmly, make sure that you have the right to send things to them. Personalize as far as you can. Don't you ever use a do not reply email always use a real reply email address and if you have a relation make sure that it comes from the person that you know best use your actual email signature <laughs> you can go to a lot of detail stuff like make it mobile friendly uh, keep the subject short Make sure that it's a relevant CTA both for you and your company as for the reader. Then a very, very personal thing, and, and that, that's perhaps a five-minute discussion with you as well, Stalin, that is, I'm so tired of getting four or five, six blocks in different emails with different messages. My God, you know me. Send what's relevant for me. And then we can go to a lot of sort of detailed uh, feedback on on but if i choose one i choose think first and do your segmentation yeah and anders how should companies segment their user database and now we come to to a general thing which is in in our experience most companies have at least two databases um, and that is when they are not global they have at least two databases um, make sure that you have one database 
that's the first advice. I, I, do you agree, Stellan? Because there's a thing with all these lists that still are ongoing in B2B. Make sure you have one database structured in the same way. Make sure you have legal basis for sending things to people. That, that I would say, I don't know what you say, Stellan, the first step, have your lists or your database in order. Yeah, in order to do this well, you have to have your data in order. Uh, absolutely. Um, and that the same goes for, as you were mentioning before, having the right to actually send an email to someone at this point. Uh, I know many companies that haven't managed their, their databases properly. They have addresses that they bought maybe five, six, seven years ago in their database. And the question is, do they even today have the right to send emails to these addresses? So absolutely, you have to have data maintenance. And uh, that's a really important thing. And, I, and if that it is the absolutely step zero in some companies, then you, then you have the other version, which is on existing customer and previous customers, you have some type of order of your data in your so, so-called CRM. And perhaps for a couple of years, you have been very active in interactions with prospects and some customers through your marketing side. So now you have the merge part. That, that's the sort of second thing that you need to start merging the data uh, of previous customers, existing customers, and potential customers. Well, great insights from both of you. Do you have anything to add to companies who, who want to succeed with their email marketing campaign? Stella? I think 2021 is going to be an interesting year. Uh, just because uh, so much has uh, evolved in 2020. And uh, email marketing is probably an area that's uh, it's not immune to the change that's going on. So it's going to be interesting who uh, sort of moves the needle on, on um, email marketing in, in 2021. And Anders? Prioritize it. Prioritize email marketing. And the tape recorder goes back to stay relevant and please if you have the possibility let people choose what they get and what they don't get that's my three things very good thank you both for participating today more than welcome you. well i hope you enjoyed that episode it's very clear that both agree that email marketing is still efficient, but only when it's relevant and asked for by the customer. It's a great way to get your existing customers to do repeated purchases, but might not be that efficient when they haven't purchased from you before. But it's uh, important to, to highlight Stellan's reflection on, uh, on that some capital-intensive products which have three to six months decision phase could be an efficient way of, of helping them to make the decision if you do email marketing correctly. It's all about how you do it. Like uh, Anders' story about the alarm company where they combine the email and the SMS text, that was the best way they could communicate with him. But how did they know that? They asked him 
And I think that's very important to remember that if you want to become relevant in email marketing, then you need to talk to your customers, ask them how do they want communication from you. And based on that, you create your email marketing approach. Thank you very much for listening. And if you want to hear more episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on suma.se. Stay tuned.